0: This is a Forwardly podcast.
1: Dateline, Hollywood, California. There are 8 million stories in the Naked City. Why is it that Tinseltown can seem to tell those stories worth a damn? Never fear, dear listeners. There is a cure for this condition. Is there a doctor in the house? In fact... There's two.
0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Hollywood R.X. The Doctors are in and back for season seven. Your doctors, of course, being my esteemable colleague, Dr. D. How are you, Dr. D.?
1: i am deliriously happy to be here
0: as is your partner
1: myself dr g how's your hiatus it was too long yes i agree i have so many things piled up in my head that we we nary have the time to cover them all i don't think the 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 i don't think they've
0: created a digital platform yet that could successfully get everything <laughs> in your head
1: out into the world that's fair That is fair. Uh, How was your time away? Uh, Too long, too short, and too quiet. All at the same time. Uh, Is that a way of leading into uh, tonight's discussion?
0: As a matter of fact, it is. Somehow it seems only appropriate that after uh, a hiatus between seasons and year of not going to the movie theaters, uh, it seemed only appropriate that uh, A Quiet Place too would be the first episode of this season marking the return to theaters.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Now, I, and I believe if I recall correctly, you were too very enamored of the first one. Uh, found it
1: pretty original and uh, well thought out in a lot of places, well acted. Uh, that is correct. And I have even more uh, esteem for it now, if that's the proper use. Of well, you part.
0: watched it again recently. I did. In preparation, I have not. I'm still going on my on my memory from a year or two ago, whenever it was.
1: Oh boy!
0: But as far as part two goes, I will say this: uh, Yes. Well, you know, John Krasinski certainly created a challenge for himself, and uh, I have to admit, damn, if he didn't hit it out of the park again. <laughs> I well, this was is going to be fun. White knuckled almost the whole time in this movie. I thought this was one of the rare exceptions of a sequel that is on par with the
1: first one. That's fantastic to hear. I can't wait to climb inside this thing with you since you've already basically stole my opening thunder. I will say oh. in a way because I felt I felt similarly. Okay. <laughs> um I have so much respect for the craft that went into the first one and to watch How he, because he very much didn't want to fall victim to sequelitis and he really didn't think there was a way to do it. And they put the screws to him and he sat and thought for a couple of weeks and he went, but if we tried this, it might work. And he found something really, really amazing. If
0: anything, I feel like this was even smarter than the first one talking about avoiding sequelitis
1: uh, yeah yeah'll we'll, we'll, we'll dive into that momentarily. Um, did you see it in a theater or did you stream? It? I did that's what I want to say here is that is that that so you stole my opening thunder, which is fine because what I want to add is that uh, seeing the first one to me was remarkable because of being in a crowded theater and having nobody making any noise. So afraid that the rules of the movie, somehow applied to us that either if we made a noise the monster would get us or if we made a noise the monster would get them that we were a hundred strangers stricken silent
0: oh you see i'm much more cynical about it i think everyone was quiet during the first one because it would be pretty easy to find out who was talking during the movie
1: (laughs) well that's fair i have a much more poetic look at it which continues in the in the following way is that i thought How can my experience of having seen that first one in a theater be topped? And the way it was topped was I hadn't been in a theater for a year. And so much as those characters were emerging from hiding, so was I. And much as they felt like they were in danger from moment to moment in the movie, I felt that I might be in danger moment to moment in the theater. That somehow they brought that first promise true that I sat in a movie theater and literally was scared. I wish my
0: theater companions felt the same way you did. Uh, I was with a a fairly filled theater. Uh, I couldn't quite get a read on if everyone there had seen the first one or not. There was certainly some uh, laughing at inappropriate moments, I thought. Uh, Right. I think you'd probably be pretty justified in saying laughing at any point in this movie is unjustified. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah but uh it was not enough to ruin ruin the experience fortunately
1: oh that's great and and just to be clear i wasn't saying in that second the in watching this this sequel i wasn't saying that i enjoyed my companions at all i was terrified that one of them would get me sick i was afraid on that level because we had just been in isolation for so long
0: yeah i oddly enough uh, i was in one of those like uh you know big fancy schmancy stadium type seating things. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately I had to pick a seat that was next to somebody. And I found myself leaning on the other side of my seat throughout oh, the whole movie. Gosh. Like,
1: eh, yeah, you can have that armrest. That's fine. Well, you know, what's weird is that not weird, but, uh, uh, quite the opposite experience for me. It wasn't because I was directly next to someone. It was because, uh, they they followed great protocols. You're choosing your choosing your seats online ahead of time, and you would pick a seat, and it would immediately X out any of the oh. other seats around you, so that no one could literally take those seats. It forced social distancing. Oh, do and I so wish
0: I had that experience.
1: The auditorium had a fraction of the people that it should have held uh, for a uh, you know lucky opening you. weekend, whatever. Lucky you. But in any case, I didn't mean to <laughs> didn't mean to take us so far down this path. Yeah. No. 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 Um, yeah let's just jump let's just jump right into it um opening sequence was that unbelievable
0: fan fucking
1: fantastic <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's so smart it's so smart to go back to just you know to, to the very beginning like that as a as a setup yeah. because it gives us so much stuff it 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 Introduces other characters that were part of their lives in a way where you see how they're connected, rather than them having to exposit it later. It gives you a chance to see John Krasinski again, because right, you wouldn't have expected that you would see him, um, and as a movie.
0: normal human being, you know, right, you know, right. I- interacting <laughs> like a normal person, yeah. not under the stress yes. of
1: whatever's going on. In addition, exactly, you got a chance. You got a chance to see what their family operated like in the before times, and so it was very just sort of there were so many kind of um, uh, echoes of our own experience, having lived through our own sort of epic kind of reality, that I can remember what it used to be like to be a father and be able to go out to a ball, uh, you know, a, a sporting event with the kids and all of that stuff. None of that happens anymore. Right. In not not in the same way. So just uh, really amazing. And then just the way it's shot, uh introducing Killian Murphy, um and, and and building into it that he learns one word that applies yes. to baseball. Oh, I yeah,
0: and I loved how
1: that played in later. Yeah, I mean it was just it was just beautiful that detail. Um and then the actual <laughs> the actual stuff in this in the you know in the street in the street that what appears to be a single shot for a long time, but I know it was stitched together other shots. Um, I've seen him talk about it on, uh, in an interview.
0: I really loved the, the way that whole sequence, once the aliens descend, I really loved the, the blocking and the choreography of that, of that sequence and how the two parts of the family are kind of like just around the corner from each other or on the other side of the same street. And we could, you know, but there was also this, this slight disorientation, like, wait, where,
1: you know, which they would be feeling too in that moment. Very much like a night, like a nightmare. Yeah. Like you have a bad dream where I'm on one side of the car and they're on the other side of the car and there's no, you know, and, and if I try to get them, I'll be in danger, but they're in danger. Right. It's just familiar, phenomenal. but I'm
0: disoriented. And
1: yeah. And they, they, They take that that to a peak moment of, oh my God, what's going to happen? And we're on the the sun, we're on Noah, and he's holding his ears and he's, he's screaming or whatever it was he was doing, silently screaming. And then we cut away, jumping forward in time to seconds after the first movie ended. And so you're left with, you know they got out of it, they had to get out of it, because of the first movie. Right. But you never actually see how they managed it, which I just think is a wonderful playground to, to leave blank. You don't have to show us every single thing. Although if you didn't see the first one, you were probably wondering what happened to that other son. That's a fair point. Well, you're wondering what happened to the other son. You're wondering what happened to the father. That's true. Well, she says he didn't make it. She said she announces that to uh, eventually 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 but you you only know it's after the first movie if you've seen the first movie because all you would really know is sometime later there's no father there's no brother and they're right you know in this other circumstance now
0: and i loved i loved the uh, the use of the what i thought was a pharmacy in the first one but i guess it was a general store slash pharmacy right uh right
1: right the little, the little reference with the to the space yeah, shuttle, yeah, absolutely. Model. That you see the the rocket on the on the counter on the shelf, just all just beautiful. There's a somewhere in that s- s- scene, he he walks past a a place called Brody's Pizza, which is his own sort of reference to Jaws, to, to Jaws yeah, and this sort of I figured you that. know a monster in a small town. So many little details that were so so terrific um and then you're now you're back in the thick of it they've got to get out of where they are because the the creatures are coming you're left at the end of the first one you're left with the the they've taken care of one of the aliens and they can see on the monitors that two more are racing towards them and she cocks the gun and that's cut to black on the first one and so you don't ever see how that played out you just see them going we got to get out of here and they're in scramble mode. Picking up things they think they're going to need for the, for the trip itself. Yeah,
0: um I, I it's funny because, you know, the way the first one ends with that, with that the the, the gun yeah. clack. Um, yeah. You know, it's easy to 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 leave that movie thinking they've taken care of themselves. Like like there there's a resolution sort of, and. Right. I like that this one it that it it picks up right where it left off, and the immediate concern is we can't stay here. This right, is, this solution right. of ours is uh, <laughs> just a short just a short little right. solution.
1: It's not going to get us any. It's not going to get us where we need to be.
0: No, I'm going to confess some ignorance here, and and yeah. say that there's there's one detail I don't remember from the first one, and I'm wondering if that was actually in the first one and I don't remember it, or if it is action that took place in the moments between the two films. But I don't remember mm-hmm. the barn being on fire.
1: No, it wasn't.
0: Okay. So that's, it, yeah. it's referencing yeah. whatever it's battle referencing they had. It's referencing action we didn't, between... we didn't
1: see. Yeah, yeah. God, they're so smart. Uh, they're so smart. I hope three they him. includes that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have to assume that him, but then also in the larger sense, there were other people involved. I hope in 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 uh, the third one, we see what happened in that little battle.
0: Is there a third
1: one? Not that I know of, but you know that they're sitting somewhere putting the screws to everybody they need to to, you know, I don't know what the I don't know what the model is anymore for if they made enough money to make another movie. They just throw their hands up and go, who can tell anymore? Because of the last year. I don't know. Because they all had to take a, they all had to take a bath on all this stuff. Presumably.
0: Um, but yeah, who knows? I, I mean, I hope as much as I thought this was fantastic, I would not want to see a, them do a third one.
1: Oh yeah. I don't, I didn't really mean that I wanted to see another one. No, meant, it was a crap you know,
0: shoot that paid you know, off you know, here, but you,
1: now walk away a winner. <laughs> don't, 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 don't keep adding to this. Right. Um, and then we don't need to go scene by scene by scene, but I did I did like the beat af- after they bugged out of the house and they've got all their grip and their gear with them. And we're, we're tracking with their feet as they walk down the sand. The sand is what they put everywhere so that they make less noise when they walk. And they get to the point where the sand ends. Yeah. And now they're stepping out into the unknown. Um, theoretically, I think maybe uh, uh, the father character must have traveled around in the first one. Uh, Oh, uh, yeah. Well,
0: they I mean, I had that sense in the first one already
1: was that they had sort of figured out how far they can go in certain directions or need to go. Um, But yeah, so so I even just love that detail. Then they get you get caught up on the fence and 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 they know they have um, alerted them. And she the mother just turns and looks at them and says, run such a terrifying word. Oh, my God. Now, you know, that's maybe the only thing about this.
0: In comparison yeah. with the first one, is that I, mm-hmm. I had the sense in the first one that these creatures were much closer in the periphery
1: than they seem to be here. Well, I'm going to correct you slightly. The three of them that were much closer in the periphery are now dead. Okay. Yeah. But the killing of them would have happened to make such noise that it might be bringing others that first that first one they shot drew the other two and so the the two that we never see killed but presumably something happened in the barn or whatever whatever it was yeah i guess um, i guess
0: it's fair i should not uh assume or i guess no one should assume that uh like the walking dead these things are just perennial in the landscape right
1: right i i felt like once I sort of felt like when they're at home and when they're on the farm, it's their home base and they kind of know what they need to do and how they need to do it to stay relatively safe, relatively safe. Um, But that as soon as the farm is in the past, around any corner, there could be something. Right. And so she says run and they take off. And within 10 seconds, he hits a bear trap. Yes. And I just screamed when I saw that. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, it must have been a, like a bear trap junior because those things snap bone.
0: Yeah, no, I, I actually wondered that, too, brutal. is if a real bear trap would just take that kid's foot off.
1: Yeah, But it, it presumably misfired. not
0: because, I mean, coyotes get stuck in
1: them. If they don't instantly get a paw sheared right. off. So Right, right uh but then the screaming that he said you know you were worried about what was what the baby was doing the hell with the baby he's making much worse noise and just that position to be in as a parent where you know your child is in terrible pain and all you want them to do is shut up so we're not all killed and while it's all going on they're in the crosshairs of somebody who we don't know who is you know are they going to be shot are they going to be saved are they going to be whatever that's brilliant and it is it is and so then we have this unknown third party watching them beat one of these things because he's up there and he he watches them do their thing it gets to them they they generate the feedback noise it it, it opens its armor up she blasts it they still have to be in a big hurry to escape but um that it was very cool to have another character even when we weren't really watching react to it seeing it for the first time the way we had seen it for the first time in the first film just i just loved it and then you know that he has hunkered down in this foundry or whatever it is and has his bat cave down there um and he's figured out exactly how long he can close the door to his kiln or whatever it was for the air to last he has a timer for this is exactly how long we can close the door until the air is gone And so from the very beginning, you're now worried about, oh, my God, is there going to be enough oxygen, not just for them, but for the baby, for everybody? So smart. Um, White knuckle everywhere. And
0: uh, he introduces the uh, the cloth that is preventing the the uh, the safety arm from coming down on the door. And, you know, it's going to come up later. And I have to say. When it finally yeah. did, I was not expect. I by that point, I was yeah. not no longer thinking, "Oh, when is that lock going to get them in trouble?" And the way that it was used, the way it did right. actually get them in trouble, was so organic and natural that
1: it didn't even feel like a setup and payoff in a way. Right, right, almost, almost like the um, the dive thing. It's just right. You know, the the dive hand signal is just sort of buried in the action of that first, you know, that first act the first opening scene yeah just uh oh my gosh well I mean, this is really now that we're in, yeah.
0: now that we're into act two now we can we yeah. can talk about one of the other major surprises and joys for me in this movie oh yeah and i never thought i'd be saying this killian murphy i know we've <laughs> talked about him before i know you're a big fan of him i was yeah. always kind of eh, I, I never saw peaky blinders i saw parts mm. of this thing he did I think for the BBC called Heart of Hearts um, but I really oh, just yeah. know him from the Chris Nolan movies and I was always kind of like there's something oh, weird no. about this guy I could never really put my finger on it and I thought he was really <laughs> good in Dunkirk but in this I thought he was outstanding
1: that's really Outs- interesting I, oh. he
0: so perfectly played someone who's just totally in- gone internal and doesn't even want to look her in the eye when he's saying you have to leave and when she convinces him that he's gotta man up and, and do something now to to make up for I mean, he played it so convincingly. It's like he wasn't acting. Oh my god, that's so cool. And to, to hear me you and, say and for have... me that's like the ultimate in, in a performance is when Sure. Those just seem like natural reactions
1: and he wasn't hamming it up at all. Just amazing. Oh, absolutely. Just a minute I can remember uh, this is a sidetrack completely, but I can remember years ago going to see um, the brother of a guy I was in high school with in a play at, the, at a different high school, a place we didn't go. And I knew his brother in passing but didn't really know him that well. and watched the whole thing and I went, where was he? he I had not recognized him. He was it, it, he had done a fantastic job. so um, I always love to hear that. It's always I got a special place in my heart for that uh similarly he was or he was doing later same actor doing um actor's nightmare i don't know if you know actor's nightmare but it's a guy wakes up he's in a play he's on stage but he doesn't know the rehearsals he doesn't know the lines it's just him alone it's a lot of guy somebody being frantically running around the stage in anxiety and they did it at our our theater our high school theater and we had this uh the, the thrust stage that they put out over an orchestra pit, the orchestra pit was never used. So you could come out towards the audience a little bit and go back and he's running around and uh, literally like the character's running around all frantically and suddenly he disappears and there's a horrible noise. And I know the theater very well. I was a theater major. And um, and I knew he had fallen into the orchestra pit, that he had not seen the edge of the stage and had just gone off the edge, eight, eight or ten foot drop, because you could hear him hit the instruments. Ooh. Um, not that there was anybody down there, but there was stuff down there, and then there was a beat, and then he pops back up, and the spotlight catches him, and there's a huge reaction, because the play is actor's nightmare. No one had any idea that it wasn't planned. Right. But I knew it wasn't planned. There's no way you're gonna have a 17 year old fall off a stage in the darkness. And he hopped up and he did the next 15, 20 minutes, finished the show, so on and so forth. He had broken his arm. He finished the show. That guy is a champion. Where is he now? You know that Starbucks on um, La Cienega? Oh, no, sure. I'm joking. Um I'm not. He he works. He's not an actor, but oh, he okay. works in the industry. He wasn't like, what's his name from the
0: Cosby show?
1: <laughs> no, he wasn't like anybody show. you know from what I'm talking Cosby about? Show. I don't.
0: The guy who played the goofy son-in-law. Oh, yes. I know who you mean. Yes. yes. He ended up oh, now I know like mean. a year or two ago. It was discovered he was bagging at Trader Joe's and somehow that was an right affront to everybody. So he.
1: Yeah. Right. No, it wasn't like that at all. Um, I thought you were accusing him of something else completely. No, they should have done a reunion
0: um, episode where they all visit Dr. Huxtable in
1: jail. yes or they come by in a van and they pick him up today yes they'd come by they'd get him yes they're all waiting for him at the gates
0: and he shuffles out in a partridge family style uh, civilian clothes and
1: a paper bag of his belongings yeah absolutely would have been nice uh yes his 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 suit from three years ago um or two years i guess two and a half um I've completely lost my way. Sorry for that <laughs> unhelpful seg- uh, sidetrack. So I take it you haven't seen 28 Days Later.
0: Yeah. Oh, my. Later. He didn't stick yeah, out yeah, yeah. to me. He's in that. in that. He's not the lead. But you didn't care for him in that. He's not the either. lead, is he? Uh,
1: he's He is among the last ones standing. I, did, I,
0: I have to see it again. I saw it in the theater when it came out. It it. Yeah, it didn't
1: really stick with it, me. He didn't make it. Yes. Yeah. It uh, that was where I first really sort of fell in love with him and, oh, wow. and tracked him a bit from there. But I agree that it, it's he's not always you're like delivering.
0: Do you feel like he's underused in Chris Nolan's movies? Um, well, given the given this early recognition that you had for
1: him, I sort of feel like I would say a short yes, but so is uh, Joseph Joseph Gordon Levitt. I almost feel like I almost feel like those movies underused a bunch of different. Possibilities that it has talents. You know, you know. Yeah, um,
0: that's fair. That's fair. Not that anyone's bad. Oh, no, I mean, we're not knocking Chris no, no, no. Nolan's movies or anything. Far from but it. But they're not. They're all very well acted, but they're. It's in the service of the larger. Absolutely, he's one of those directors
1: where canvas he can kind of get anybody he wants into a part because of the prestige of being in one of his movies, and so. He might end up right. ca- overcasting or you know um, just putting people in parts that in a way almost become distracting. Not that I'm saying that, that he was distracting as the scarecrow, but I definitely wanted to see more of him and Joseph Gordon.
0: Yeah. although it's although it's it's funny though because yes, he'll have he'll he'll put a known actor in a smaller role and it's, sometimes it's a fake out because right. you're thinking, oh, now this how he's going to be a character. You know? Right. Like right. you like you'd said about uh, what's his name in uh, Queen's Gambit. Like, oh, well, oh, you don't hire yeah, him right. for a role like that
1: <laughs> for a role that small. Right. right. And you know, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. What's his name? Uh, Bill. Damn it. I can't think of it. His... Can't remember his name. Camp. Bill Camp. Damn. No, no, no. Bill Camp. Bill Camp. Bill
0: Camp. There we go.
1: Okay. I didn't look it up. I'm very proud now.
0: You know, I think the I think the 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 king of that trick would probably be the first Mission Impossible movie.
1: Oh. Because of If
0: you remember that the first scene, he's on a plane with his team, which is like Emilio Estevez and Kristen Scott Thomas yeah. and then they all die and Tom oh, Cruise the is the one, one that, left. That goes on. But you when the movie starts, you're not thinking right. <laughs> that this big supporting yeah, cast right, is going right. anywhere.
1: You don't realize they're all red shirts. And that they're, you know. Oh, yeah.
0: I take it back. Did you know what the king of that, you know what the king of that trick no. is? That thing with Kurt Russell on the plane. What was that? Executive action? Jesus. Yeah, I think that's what it was called. That's the one where Steven Seagal is in the first <laughs> 10 or 15 minutes as like the team leader. And then whoosh, uh, he's, he's sucked out of it and Kurt Russell's. Left being the hero. Um, I'm looking it up right now. I, I probably am not. I'm probably not getting the title right, which I'll be very embarrassed. Executive
1: about. decision. Yes. Decision. Yes. Yeah. Halle Berry, Oliver Platt. Yeah. John Leguizamo.
0: Executive action is the thing.
1: It's something else. Anyway, back to Quiet Place dude. Oh, you you know what? I'm sorry. I just mentioned John Leguizamo because he was like fourth or fifth build in Executive Decision, and uh, it just reminded me maybe we'll talk about this this movie sometime but uh in the heights um and while i was watching that i Mm. I started to wonder if um if uh what magic might occur if lynn manuel miranda were to collaborate with john leguizamo they must have a ton of sort of social type references they're both coming from the same streets the same through the same eras i think um What has John Leguizamo been doing lately? Anything? Um, You know that Starbucks on La Cienega? No, I don't know. I don't know. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) I'm not sure, but it's a fair question, and I will find an answer for you as we move on. Um, You're ambidextrous like that. I'm not. (laughs) Uh, So, I mean, we can't. This will take forever if we just go scene by scene, which is very tempting because there are so many good scenes here and so much stuff that sets up stuff that comes later. Um, uh, But... I will say that you know the girl ends up striking out on her own, um, in a way that you know makes perfect sense.
0: Yeah, the 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 actions and decisions of the two kids in this movie were, I yes. thought, really really spot on. Like, yep, that's a kid's logic, and, and right? they
1: and they felt yep. and they felt like they very much felt like siblings. It was really, really cool like that. Um, and Yeah, the scene where they're in the tube. Yes, yes. Sort of talking out with each and, other. And, yeah, it was and, very and, natural. And I and I like how she goes, you know, he says, you don't have to go and do this. And she says, yes, I do, because dad would have done it. And I just loved that. Um, I, I love that we were dealing with, because they are still dealing with their grief. It is fresh for them. We've had a chance to get used to it. Right. Right. But they are, they are in the process of working through it. And so that's, that's very kind of powerful. So she ends up, right? So she ends up off on her own. She's And then the the mom talks him into going, which is great. And he's... The, this is when spoilers yeah, come I'm up, sorry. ladies and gentlemen. So if you well, haven't seen it, you really yeah, don't want to listen it. now. We've, we've probably ruined everything. Two movies. We'll ruin two movies. Not as much as we're about to ruin. Well, all I wanted to say was this. Uh, there was a I'm not even going to get into what happens on the on the um, on that train that has been sort of disabled. But he ends up he ends up in like a a like an office at at a train station, an old fashioned style train station, and they are hunkered down on the floor, sort of tucked under the counter. And they are having what in any other movie in any other moment would have been a fight with raised voices, but they cannot raise their voices. And he doesn't really yeah. know sign language, and so it's this incredibly like this. All of this amazing energy is coursing through both of those actors that they can't express the way all of us would want them to express it. And I just dearly loved that they were put into that. That we were all with them. We were all put into that situation. I I, I loved it when when she said you have to enunciate. Right. Him. She slows everything down. She takes his face down.
0: Yeah. Fantastic. That whole, I thought that whole scene on that, uh, train
1: car was just yeah, phenomenal. Absolutely. This
0: is going to get boring because <laughs> I'm just going to be <laughs> saying how great every, every Well, scene I know was, it is, but... it is
1: really a love fest. Yeah. We can apologize for that all we want to, but, um, it won't change. It won't change because as many
0: listeners may know, it's not often that I, that I'm, I'm waving a flag for virtually every scene that is
1: absolutely um that's absolutely true
0: though i did wonder where in such a small town did they get did they find such a little tiny oxygen mask <laughs> uh
1: that is an excellent question
0: i i would imagine in a big city you have to special order that they, so. they certainly
1: had 10 months to figure it out here's here's I where i would so. go here's what i would do i i if i'm john krasinski I would take some supplies and a gun and I would go on foot to whatever the closest hospital is. Sure. Yeah, yeah, of course. And however however of far course. that might be. Um,
0: you know, my only complaint with the first movie that I remember, yeah. sure enough, came up again in this movie. What? Making a run to the drugstore just for the medicine you need at the time.
1: <laughs> well, listen... I do that. Why I do that all the time. You
0: want to reduce the number of trips right. you make. Yes, but that's because we're in the we're in the real world and we're scatterbrained. Right.
1: I'm going to raise my hand. I have I have a possible answer for you. In this case, I'm not defending what happened in the first movie. Okay. Um, yes. In the first movie, whenever they were there on any previous visits, they should have collected all the medicine that was available and not left some for other people in case they needed it. Um, but in this case, uh, they weren't expecting for everything to go sideways on them the way it did in the first movie. True. And so their plans to collect uh, enough oxygen tanks to last them for a little while with the baby, they did not have the opportunity to do that. She doesn't go for medicine. She Fair goes enough. for the oxygen Fair tank. Enough. And they might not have known how much... The, that it would burn through, like how long does an oxygen tank last when a baby is breathing? Uh, from?
0: Yes, apparently quite there a lot. Because that a tank certainly ran low a lot sooner than I thought it would, from a, with an infant using yeah. it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> right. It depends. It depends how many people are sharing it. But in any case, um, so yeah, she went for supplies. It it but it bugged me in the following way. I don't know what the geography of all everything was, but it sort of felt like in order for her to go get that stuff she had to go back through every place they had come through mm-hmm. to get there you know like i somehow pictured that the town was on the other side of the farm from where they ended up it really could have been anywhere but it just felt like backtracking in I a way didn't that, have that problem bothered me in this one uh, but
0: i had a problem because the, the, the only the only thing that kind of oh jarred me was that she uh, uses one of those oxygen tanks to take out an alien Aside from the fact that a yes. hey honey that's a precious well, resource yes. now you just lost, um, she had no way of knowing right. that that wasn't going to cut her off from the kids down below. The ensuing fire.
1: Okay. Well, here's my. I have to be. I have to tell a truth right now, which is that I've seen this movie twice. Whoa, in the theater twice. Um, and so I had time to watch some of those scenes that maybe tweaked me a little the first time and go okay if i think they're so smart about everything else maybe it's me who's somehow wrong (laughs) when i think this part is dumb that it's actually smart and i'm too stupid to understand how smart it is and so i realized that i think the first time i saw it i my impression was she was expecting to kill it in the explosion that's not what she's doing She's not doing that because they know that the armor of these things is impenetrable unless they have the certain circumstance that she's not in. What she wanted was the water. She wanted the the sprinkler system to go off. Um, if you watch the sequence, it starts by her noticing water dripping out of a, a, a like a yes a head, a sprinkler head, and so she wants the fire only to be enough to set off the sprinklers. And there's this explosion, and there's this moment where she's disappointed. And you think oh she's disappointed because she didn't kill it and then the sprinklers go on and she's she can now make her run for it because her goal was to have the sprinklers go off which would in and of itself take care of the fire okay she wasn't her problem was if the sprinklers don't go off now i've wasted a thing but like it's a horrible situation she's in because she's here she is a mother and if she is precious about these two tanks they, all of them may die. She, her son, yeah, her infant. And so she has to sacrifice. she has to Sophie's choice it. Which tank is she going to blow up in order to save the children? So but just another great sequence and, and then and then here's this other thing that I just absolutely adore, which is and I, my apologies to everyone for loving this so much, is that you're here to watch basically a monster movie. I've called it a monster several times when it's an alien, but it's really just a monster dressed up in other clothing. And we're worried that they're going to die from oxygen deprivation. It's not even about a monster at yeah. that point. You're worrying about something else completely different. Will the mother be able to get past the creature and get down to the kids before they're both dead in the I, I feel like that's a that's a, that's a a good staple of
0: disaster movies, or at least the old disaster movies, like the Poseidon Adventure or the Tower of oh. Inferno, where... You know, it's it's because you fell down an air shaft. That's why you didn't make it, not because of the fire.
1: You know, uh, we're in a little bit of a pause here. I'm gonna just jump back and say, John Leguizamo, John Leguizamo, 2020 was very busy. The Night Clerk, Elena of Avalor, uh, Critical Thinking, Mandalorian. It goes on and on. Waiting for Godot, and then uh, something called The Adventures of Drunky. <laughs> which is just fun to say he's not, He's gotcha. just been non-stop working it's just we haven't seen it and it looks like he was in Bloodline uh, that show I talk about all the time in se- that in you mentioned, like, yeah.
0: since you have his credits
1: up uh, what are his writing credits like? oh that's a very interesting question hold on one second uh, la, 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 la. here we go writer um well, here's the thing is, is it's John Leguizamo's road to Broadway. John Leguizamo's Latin history for morons. Yeah, no, I don't mean like his
0: specials. Okay. I mean like, a, by, by the way, has I, he written an actual I movie? saw
1: John Leguizamo's Latin for morons, Latin history for morons. Le, le, for white people. For, yeah. Right, right. And it was, it was phenomenal. Um, but I was pretty much the only white guy in the audience. And it, it did get a little uncomfortable in that way, but I, I think maybe I had it coming, as I've been the I've, I've been in the other side of that equation so many times, um uh so that was super cool. And my my uh, good good lady wife, uh, who is uh, of uh, Puerto Rican descent, uh, was yes, yeah, she was your ticket in, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I had to show her at the door sure, in order she, to get in. She's the only, she's the only reason you weren't jumped. At any point that evening, right? That's true. So I'm seeing things like called Fugly, where he wrote the screenplay. That's with an exclamation point. Don't confuse it with something that doesn't have an exclamation point. And King John and Undefeated, The Pest, he's credited for the story on that. Um, And then Spicarama and Mambo Mouth. But um, those are some great titles. Yes. Yes. I mean, he really is amazing. The, they rank up there with
0: one of my favorite titles. Uh, it's a Japanese film called "The Yellow Panties of Happiness."
1: <laughs> oh my god, I love that! I love that. I gotta, yeah. I gotta get that um, on my PDR. It, it
0: might be part of a franchise. the The full title is, and I kid you not, "Big Boobs Sisters Colon," the actual colon, not the word colon. The yellow panties <laughs> of happiness.
1: Big boobs sisters, the yellow panties of happiness. That is, That is fantastic. can um, Number one with a bullet. Okay, back to white. Yeah, reason. yeah. Sorry, sorry. <clears throat> um. Whew. So
0: I, I mean, if we're if we're doing this chronologically, I guess now we're we're just we're coming up to the ending
1: ish, or do we just not want to talk about it? Well, I don't. No, no. I feel like I need to talk about this part of it a little because we're getting into the parts of it that I don't like as much. Um, Overall, overall,
0: because is one of those parts the uh, the scene on the
1: dock. As a matter of fact, it is. I loved that scene. (laughs) Of course,
0: you did. (laughs) Right, because I loved everything about this movie. No, I if only because well, I liked the payoff with dive. Yes. I liked the. Trap that they put him in. Basically, mm-hmm. he can't move because he'll make noise. Brilliant. Right. Right. Brilliant. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Um, I like that it didn't go too far down the road of they're gonna rape that little girl. <laughs> yes. Because that was, I mean, I think uh, that was implied. I, I um, guess so. Yes. And I liked the. I liked the surprise of him. Popping her uh, her earpiece yes. out of his mouth, which right. was one of the moments that my theater thought was hilarious.
1: Hilarious. Yeah, I I don't know why, but well, I I think that all of those all of those little beats that you cherry picked are the the greatest things about it, and those then overcome a certain amount for me of feeling like they had wandered into a group of extras. From the set of the road warrior or the walking dead or well, the that's walking where i was.
0: I, I i was afraid that we were going to get now involved with
1: these characters and right whatnot right. and thank right. god they didn't um i mean the walking dead basically i feel like in pop culture in a way have planted their flag in you need to be as worried about the people. people who have survived, as you do, about the monsters, the and so yeah, and so if you're going to go there, you really need to do something that's very different than something I've seen, and I wasn't seeing that level of inventiveness with these characters on no, par but they with weren't... how smart they seem to be.
0: But 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 they but they they almost weren't characters, and that's what I liked about it was that it 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 was almost like shorthand. It was like you know where this could go if, mm. if we go on with these characters right. much longer and right. they just took care of it right away. It was a brief threat. It was just,
1: yeah, I, I, I that. And, and it gets you to this, this beat where we, we learn that they can't swim, that the creatures can't swim. And True. so it, it helps give you a vision of what a possible safer future might look like for everyone.
0: Now, the only the only sort of uh, conundrum it brings up, yeah. at least in my thinking, is it, it almost begs the question, so why didn't this band of people, I guess they never saw the smoke from the fires being lit all this time by survivors? You know, hey, there's a place to go raid. There are people. Or is there's an out?
1: island where the monsters where there's an island where the monsters can't get to.
0: Well, I have no trouble believing that that band of people are stupid enough to well, not okay. listen to the radio constantly to see if people are out. There.
1: Oh, I didn't even mean that. I just meant, I'm assuming that that, that piece of land is possibly even visible from shore or that the fires that they're building on that island are visible from shore.
0: You know, maybe, uh, maybe the, there was a little bit of a leap. Of, of logic in in them figuring out that beyond the sea is the clue to where this stuff's coming from.
1: Right. I I agree. I didn't quite um get there. I feel like it might've partly been that she was continuing her father's work, not that he had heard it, but that, Oh no, I didn't think, I didn't think he did. Right. But that she was somehow uh, standing on his shoulder using his, his reference materials and you know stuff that maybe she grabbed before they left, um, uh, but yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't dwell on that too long. I certainly feel like she has proven to be um, resourceful enough during the course of two different movies to have earned the right for me to believe it without having to be to make that kind of a leap. Have yeah. it over explained, but um, so I was a little I was lukewarm on those villains, and then I was even possibly lukewarmer on. Um, on the people on the island, which it it all made sense. And it was kind of sick in this way that, you know, Killian Murphy gets there and here are families and communities and they're having a, they not only get there and there's people, they're having a cookout. They're having a barbecue. Yeah. They seemed a
0: little too, a little too relaxed and uh, casual given Um, everything going on.
1: But, but uh, again, I have to go back to um, the walking dead and say that they're, they built that community on the walking dead. They Alexandria was this place where they built giant walls and the zombies couldn't get in. And it was this idyllic little place. And so I'm like, I have seen a version of this before. And so I, I wanted it. I wanted to see something I had not seen before. And um, it didn't quite get there for me on that. And then I was supposed to very quickly care about these people, which I didn't, really, any more than I cared about anybody else. I didn't feel like oh, they yeah, were... no, I wasn't... I didn't feel like they were any more characters, any more well-defined as characters than the band of marauders had been. They were all just kind of fodder for... for... for...
0: Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Chaos. The only the only suspense, really, in that sequence for me was whether or not Killian Murphy was going to die. Oh, that's really... That's a good call. Because yeah. it seemed to me like, you know, uh, any number of lesser movies <laughs> would have used that occasion to take uh, his character out. Right.
1: Even if it was just at the very last minute that Second, he's... you know, or, or, or
0: pushing her yeah, out of the way. Yeah, that he or, dies. You know, something
1: like that. He dies just as victory occurs or whatever. Yeah, that's right. fair. Yeah, that's fair. Right, it's
0: just a few seconds shy of yeah. seeing seeing victory yeah no so thank god they didn't do that (laughs) it's almost worth it to me
1: that they set it up right so that they don't do it and listen i really did like that essentially i did like that last that last let's call it eight minutes in that radio station and the action cutting between there and um and what's going on at the foundry whatever it was with the mother and the baby and the boy there's some really nice back and forth there um yeah uh a yeah. great building great tension and so on and so forth in the radio station there is a beat that they must have been sort of doing an homage to jurassic park because you have shots of a creature you know going through a and you could see it sort of passing by on the other side of cabinetry and stuff and it felt oh, very yeah, the much shadow it felt very much like the scene where the two kids are being stalked and here we have another kid yeah. kind of being being stalked but um i found that those very last images so like exalting um with uh the the cross cutting between um her victory of getting the thing getting the 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 thing to play uh the feedback to be broadcast that then is able to be used by the brother to save the mother um yeah and that he he gets out he walks across he picks up the gun that she had laid down and you see you see her. I can't remember how it works, but you, you only actually see one of them do the thing. Uh, I think you see him shoot, or you see her swing, and you cut back just yeah. after the moment that it happened in the other place. So you're not... So the implication being they did it at exactly the same second. Exactly the same time. Um, yeah. And that was just sort of thrilling to see that. And then she does this sort of sword in the stone thing where she pulls it out of the... The carcass yeah, of the monster. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that is hardcore. That's fantastic. And then, boom, you're into black. And you're just like, oh, no, it's over. You know, Emily Blunt needs a spotlight. I mean, there are
0: so many scenes where I'm watching her interact with Absolutely. The kids. And it's like, yeah, she's the glue of that family. Like, everyone everyone needs a mom
1: like that. Damn. She was just phenomenal. Yeah. She, she is so impressive in this and i mean I, I i was already you know from um live die repeat i refuse to call it what it was really called uh uh actually i forgot what it's called what was it called is that oblivion no 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 it was that's so funny you say that they came out all they all came out of like one after Not the the tomorrow no, it was well, like that's uh, about to come out t- the forever tomorrow or the tomorrow something or um uh. No 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 that's 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 pending but in any case um what's funny is that is that the poster said live die repeat and that was not the name of the movie but that's what it was called to the point at which that when you type in live die repeat into uh, IMDB it comes up with Edge of Tomorrow Edge of and Tomorrow and then it says Al- also known as live die repeat colon edge of tomorrow there, it was never known as that until they realized that nobody liked what they had named the movie, and then they retroactively adopted their own. Ad That's campaign. what you get
0: for, uh, you know, emblazoning, <laughs> uh, emblazing the poster with uh, marketing copy to the point where it dwarfs the that's actual true. title that's of the true.
1: movie good job <laughs> right. everybody but she was phenomenal in that and, and fully believable as an action hero and a, like a beleaguered put upon I just adored her in that hmm. movie and so I I have been thrilled to see her here um, exploring a whole other different kind of, of female yeah. hero a heroine I guess they call that well I don't know um, if they do anymore And uh, that's true well if she's a heroine I'm addicted In life. <laughs> anyway, yes, you're absolutely right. She she deserves mention here, and in some ways, it's it's almost unfair because she almost has like the grunt work. She has all this heavy lifting to do, emotionally speaking.
0: Oh yeah, there was really but she it wouldn't have,
1: work if she wasn't as good. Right, but but she doesn't necessarily have the showcasing. I mean, Style. we did mention one scene where she has to outsmart the thing, but. Yeah, that she just has to keep pushing through and they keep putting her in these terrible circumstances as a mother uh, having to make really awful decisions that she does a tremendous job with. What a show. I loved yeah, it. Me um, too.
0: I probably will see it again. I don't know if I'll see it in the theater again, but I'll definitely come back to
1: it at some point. Yeah. Um, I know that my local theater no longer, uh, no longer is following that same protocol. That seats uh, are just so you it was wide perfect open you. Again. you got it in that magic moment
0: that, that magic window <laughs> I did it.
1: and i and i'm not I, I don't know if i'm yet at the point where i feel like i can go back in uh to a, a no holds barred theater and just a free-for-all sit anywhere well you're still you're still picking your seat online but you know i, I could not have sat with a guy in the seat right next to me as you did it wouldn't have my brain wouldn't. Have yeah, I it.
0: definitely don't think I'll be going to a comedy anytime soon. Anything that's going to involve right. big exhales and <laughs> spittle and whatever Particulates. Else. Yeah, no. Yes,
1: no, no. yes. No, those days. Those days are over. But um, gosh, there was something about the first movie that popped into my head while we were talking, and I can't, I can't quite remember it. I took copious notes um, while watching um, while watching it again, but. Um, I will say, just, just a little tiny little thing going back to the first movie, I just want to talk about the very first image of the first movie is a stoplight on the ground lying on its side. And to me, that's such a brilliant thing to show us because from the instant you see it, you go, wait a minute, there is no order anymore. Oh, yeah. You know, that, that represents society and society yeah. is lying on its ground and it has no electricity. And, right. and so that's just, um, uh, yeah. I just, I just thought that was so brilliant. And, and, and watching it again, I was able to now really appreciate it. I know what I wanted to say and how it ties into this movie. I hadn't realized I saw this movie. Then I went back and rewatched the first one. Then I saw the movie again. I saw the second one again. And so, um, I can tell you that it is very clearly, oh God, he did it so smart. It is really one story because it takes place seconds later and the the character arc ambition for the son in the second movie is started in the first movie there's specifically a scene where the mother says to the son he doesn't want to go to the waterfall with the daddy doesn't want to go out right. and, and do the thing and it's basically the last thing the dad ever does and and she says listen she says he, he he wants you to go. He needs you to go because he knows that someday you're going to need to be able to take care of yourself and you're probably going to need to take, have to take care of me when I'm old and gray and I don't make sense anymore. And they, She turns it into a joke and they're laughing, but she says right there what becomes his thing. So when he comes out of that kiln or whatever the fuck it was, somebody please go to, to Twitter or our Facebook page and tell me what that oh, please. was. That they were inside. Special prize. Uh When he comes when he comes out of that and he picks up the gun and he and he protects his his mom he is fulfilling that kernel that was set in the first one i just thought that's fantastic and and the and the daughter like the last thing that happens with the daughter is that the father in the first movie he he um signs i love you i think he signs i have always loved you and so he i'm going to cry he speaks to her aching heart when he does that and because the way they built it he can't yell it to her he can't say it to her the way we all would want to have it said because if he does the thing'll be on him he won't have time to finish his sentence he has to sign it to her they bought the they bought the right dramatically to be able to by by setting it up the way they did that he can sign that to her have that mean a ton to her and have it make perfect sense to us within the context and given who these people are um but she is still trying to find her way back to him in a way and so when she says i have to go because that's what dad would do she's this is them working through their grief or trying to find their way through uh just just jim from the office who'd have thunk it (laughs) exactly oh my god don't get me started um
0: i do want to mention one uh one movie that this movie was reminding me of uh, in a few places. Um, and it's not one that I think is on a lot of people's radar, but it should be. Do tell. Uh, it's a Netflix movie with Sandra Bullock oh, called Bird Box. Sure.
1: You're absolutely right. That's that's very valid.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. That's an amazing movie. And again, it's this, this whole premise where we actually never see. Right. The, the, the creatures involved, but there's the same element of having to traverse terrain silently yes. with children. And yes, it's, you're absolutely right. in many right. places just as uh, just as nerve-wracking. Yeah, it. just as fraught. Uh, anyone listening who's not seen Bird Box, I urge you to see it.
1: You're absolutely right. And
0: don't be put off by the fact that Sandra Bullock is in it. This is not miscongeniality, Congeniality Sandra Bullock. <laughs> this is her in like galaxy or uh, gravity mode.
1: Uh, yeah, I would say even even more you should pardon the expression. I was gonna say even more grounded, you know with with no pun intended. Um, yes, so I I had the occasion being in the theater to do something I had also not done for a very long time, which was to see trailers on the big screen to see big, beautiful trailers. So we're gonna get into trailer trash talk in just a minute but and and something else at the end but um i did want to take a moment to pause here and say to people that that uh hollywood rx is proud to announce uh the good doctors your friends the good doctors are delighted to say that we have joined a uh, podcasting network called forwardly um and there'll be certainly more about this as we move forward but we're joining a, a, a bevy of other stars however you want to look at it. Um, and, uh, and we're really excited about it and we're hoping that it's going to enable us to uh, speak to more people than, than we have so far and to, to open the tent up a little bit more. Um, and along those lines, we want to come back again and just really encourage you to join the conversation. Uh, find us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, or write us at, uh, H Hwoodrx at gmail.com. That and all of the, the social media particulars will be in the in the show notes. We'd love to hear what you think of this show. We'd love to hear what you think about what we said, what you think we should be talking about instead, whether you love us, whether you hate us. Just just Yeah, we'll let take us, requests. Let us hear your voice and we'll take requests. If there's yeah. something you're dying to hear us talk about, we're dying to talk about it. Just let us know what that would be. Buckle up, buckaroos! It's time for trailer trash talk. All right. So we both saw it in the theater. So this is going to be interesting if we saw the same trailers. First of all, um, yes, it would. I, I, I'm going to focus more on the things that intrigued me and less on the ones that didn't. Uh, okay. For example, I saw a trailer. I saw a trailer for. Um, I don't know if it's called Aretha or it's called Respect. I think it might be called Respect, but it's uh, it the Aretha Respect. Franklin Aretha Franklin story uh, with who is it? Jennifer Hudson. It's Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer Hudson. Yep. That looked phenomenal. I did not see that trailer, but I'm very anxious to see it. Um, and, and this is—I was watching the trailers like like uh, Doctor D will watch them, you know, through my fingers. I'm covering my face, so I don't see or hear too much. Um, I just watch them with my eyes closed. Did you see one for for something called Last Night in Soho? Yes, I did. Oh, my God. Okay, now, just from the way you said that, I got to hear what you're thinking. What is your take? What is your take? (laughs) Oh, no. Uh,
0: Looks like, I don't know, looks like a bunch of nonsense dressed up real pretty. Oh,
1: my God, really? Because here it is—it's yeah. it's your girl. It's, it's yeah, it's Anya Taylor Joy, uh, looking—it's—it's uh, it's a period piece, isn't it? It is. Well, so she still gets it seems to be to me
0: like it's—it's—it's—it's—it's—it uh, it's may be a time jumper or uh, something like that. But there's some oh, portions cool. of it that seem
1: to take place in the '60s. Right. Yes. Right. Well, I I was super intrigued. I can't wait to see it. So maybe I I won't save you a seat <laughs> in that one. No. I just I also just like I just like the title just in and of, in and of itself because it could mean that it happened on the previous evening or it could be Meaning. someone's could last, be the last night. Last night this yeah. character spends. Yes, exactly. Yes. So I am all in on that one. Um, particularly oh, if you enjoy. Some time- it time jumping going on. Well, tell me a trailer you did see that you, you got excited about.
0: Uh, I will tell you. Uh, This thing called The Night House. The Night House.
1: I've heard of it, but I don't know why. Tell me more. Uh, who is it? It's Rebecca Hall. Uh, her oh. husband
0: has committed suicide, and she so it's a comedy. digging around and finding oh. out this secret life the secret plan that he had uh um, oh wow and it looks it it looks like a good old-fashioned psychological thriller holy and, cow uh,
1: when is that coming august sometime in august i think man that's too long from now too
0: far away yes it is all right well,
1: well respect is coming out in the middle of august too <laughs> that's, that's true too that's well. true um uh
0: i also suffered through the black widow trailer
1: Oh yeah, of course. I've seen that. I didn't see it on this particular outing, but um but I yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I think that's better than suffering through the Snake Eyes uh GI Joe Origins trailer, which I've oh, seen multiple times. Oh, yeah. I saw that now. trailer too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Do people even remember that they tried to make a thing out of G.I. Joe? Because it ain't Fast and the Furious. I don't well, think people are like true. really excited for a new G.I. Joe well,
1: movie. This is the third or fourth one. They apparently make enough money back that they can keep making them. But can I tell you something that you might find entirely easy to believe? It I've sucks. seen all of them. And I will probably see this one too. Yeah, yeah, no, that doesn't surprise me. No, <laughs> no that doesn't surprise me course you did and of course you will yeah of course i did uh, and of course i will yeah hey there is one i want to talk about i will have to see black widow because of familial obligations my kids will not let me get away with not mm. seeing it but there is one i wanted to talk about I Your adult to see children, if adult children seen it right my adult yes my adult children yes yes fair point but listen look look if my kids are willing to talk to me about anything i'm in the i'll i'm in the ring i'll go just to be able to have a conversation. Um, but here's the thing. Did you see the trailer for... Top Gun? Maverick? No. I've seen no, it. No, yes. I did not. <laughs> well, it's really kind of a teaser. That one I would watch. It's really kind of a teaser trailer. The trailer I've, that is. Not the I movie. watched every second of it. Um, it's really kind of a teaser trailer. and um, uh, covers maybe more... It maybe have spoilers in it even. But... Um, uh, and they kind of screw up the introduction of his character in their own trailer, which I just thought was criminal. Um, because oh, it's, it's one of these things well, where you, know. you don't see his face and you don't see his face and then the moment they chose to show you his face was about a moment. It was four seconds too soon. Well, you know, it's funny that you said that it may contain spoilers yeah. because that implies
0: that there is something there to spoil.
1: <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but I was surprised to see, and listen, listen, I, I feel dirty even saying this, and I have no intention of seeing this movie. However, if I was going to see yeah. it. You probably will see I'm it. I'm going to see it. If I was going to see it, uh, it would be because Miles Teller is in it. You've mentioned him before, and I'm drawing a little bit of a uh, Well, I'm going to say one word that's going to sound like two words, whiplash. Oh, which okay. I thought he gave a career defining performance for me. I mean, I, I, I am willing to go look at a bunch of dumb things he does just because of how good he was in that, which was also, wasn't that Damien Chazelle? So though he's got that. Yeah, I need him. to
0: catch up with that i need to catch up with that
1: but i mean it looked like a giant mess and it looked like the beach volleyball became something else and there's some sort of karaoke scene I, whatever it's it was all exactly the horrible things you would think it would be um and he's he's uh, just why did anyone need this i don't think anyone did um goose it, you can suck my dick <laughs> oh no well yeah. goose goose is the dead one but um Yes, I know. Okay, good, good. But to... maybe his son comes back in this one. Yes. Uh They did a they did a Rocky on us. You know who should have played his son? Ryan Gosling.
0: You think that Ryan Gosling resembles Val Kilmer that
1: much? Uh no. First of all, I thought I thought Goose was uh was the guy from ER. This is terrible. I can't think of his name. I thought Goose was Val Kilmer. Uh, okay, look, I'm going to look it up um mostly i don't think i don't think ryan gosling looks like either one of them um i i think that the word gosling is the name of a child is the name of a baby goose and so it was a terrible pun is what it was yes
0: okay yes a gosling is a Baby Goose. Yes, as yes. a baby goose.
1: Val Kilmer played a character called Iceman, and Anthony Edwards, uh, the aforementioned actor from ER, uh, was Goose. Was Goose. Yes.
0: Well, I'm gonna sleep easy tonight. <laughs> well, you know, Doctor D. Yes. Uh, we we're reaching a quite an epic little uh, length of
1: time here. We are. Uh, we gotta. We gotta. Got since,
0: got a... since we talk trailers, we should yeah. probably. Uh,
1: We should. Uh, Before we say goodbye, I would like to turn the spotlight on you and ask you to make an introduction to the listeners.
0: Well, uh, thank you very much. Absolutely. Uh, This seems like a very appropriate time to say that we are introducing the Hollywood RX contest of the week. Yes. This week's contest, for all you listeners, prize to be determined... Somewhere in this episode, the title of a film that does not exist was referenced. Name that title. And you can do so by tweeting your answers with the hashtag.
1: HRX contest on there Twitter. There you go. Yes, that's what tweeting there means. There you go. <laughs> So, uh, yes, send your send your answers there. And I'm just going to clarify one thing. That was a perfect description of the rules itself. But what I want to say is for 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 our first time out here, eventually we're going to have fabulous prizes and all kinds of, you know, uh, dreams come true. For this particular outing, it's really bragging rights. And there are two sets of bragging rights here that you can get in on. One, you can be the first person to tweet that answer. And in our hearts, You will have a special place and you will have a special mention on the show. Um, And then we will take all of the different uh, correct answers and randomly choose a winner, which could end up being the same person uh, randomly. But uh, generally speaking, on this particular one, there might be two two people who have the right to brag. But we'd really love you to uh, jump in and figure out what the Phantom movie was. Yes, the Phantom movie. I like it. I'm actually going to have to figure it
0: out. Well, hey, we're going to, you know, we're
1: going to have to uh, obviously we're going to have to post the winner, post the winner and and maybe do a mention on the show. Uh, Send our thanks a shout out to them. uh, uh, Yes. From our platform. Yes, indeed. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we are so happy to have gathered back here with you again. Um, It just wouldn't be the same without you for now. Until next time, sadly, the doctors are out. That's gooey, Valley, gooey, holly When the office for a young mechanic Can be a panic with just a good-looking can And any barmaid can be a star maid If she dances with bar without a fan Hooray for Well, you're terrific if you're even Oh, to be an actress, the Sidetrack podcast with host deke Antrim, is the newest podcast completely dedicated to all things movies conversations with guests are always a hilarious and informative way to deep dive into some of your favorite films TV shows and anything pop culture related. Check out our latest episode in which stars Sean Young and William Sanderson give behind the scenes stories never heard before from their experiences working on the sci-fi classic Blade Runner. Follow us at sidetracked with an apostrophe B dot stream, brought to you by the Forwardly Network.